Uh, so you are all in for a potential treat the next time you see Redeem Shades. Uh, <laughs> you want it here. Oh, here's the thing. In lieu of that level of sub, uh, celebration, I hope you can all put aside some positive vibes and thoughts. Um, Boston actress's mom had to be rushed to the hospital. Uh, they aren't quite sure what's happening yet. They're going to order an EKG uh, for her. So please, um, you know, she's done a lot to support this stream and uh, I'm very, very sad uh, to hear that, uh, that her mother is st still not doing good. So if you can, uh, throw a penny in the fountain, throw a penny in the well, pray, positive vibes, ring a bell, do whatever you're going to do. Um, but, uh, not so great. Camp Minecrafter says, my date was spectacular. NH Curl fans, how are you doing? Much love and hugs to you. So, Cat Minecrafter, tell us about it. How did the date go? Was he surprised at your attire when you showed up? And you can see, by the way, I was showing earlier. Look at that. Look at that line. Look at that fucking red line. We got, that's where, like, that sunburn, the fucking, like, the sunburn. And it's, like, it's bad. Oh, he wore cowboy boots, too? With his, with his little suit. Are you one of those people who called who calls things little when what you really mean is like adorable? So like you say like, oh, and he had he had his little whatever um you don't really mean little. You just mean little as in it's fetching and endearing. Cause I had a a girl that used to say that to me when I would do stuff, and she'd be like, Oh, you have your little whatever. I'm like, little? I'm like twice your size. She's like, I know, but I don't really mean little. I mean like, yeah, it's more like, it's more like boaters roast. See, that was the, where I had the UPF. So here's where the tank, here's where the muscle shirt that had UPF was at. And then here's where the edge of it rubbed off the sunscreen. And so then I had the rest of the sunscreen. So that's like this fucking annihilated burnt line on both shoulders. That son of a bitch hurts. <laughs> oh, Chemical Dreams, how are you doing? Sending on a beep. Let's pour some, let's pour some scotch. What do you say? Sounds like a good idea. Alright. You did hear, by the way, at the beginning of this, the crickets ambience that I had recorded the one day. Um... That file may, depending, eventually get erased because I currently have upstairs a second volume of that recording because it is a perfect night. It's sort of cool. It's kind of dry. The crickets are out in force. So I do have that out recording. So at some point, what I'm going to do is put those two together I might go for a third night, because if I do three, if I do three hours, and I loop three hours, that's then a six-hour relaxation track of nighttime ambience, and I'll put that out there. Anyone can use it, do whatever they want with it. I will put it on the podcast as an episode, and I will potentially air it here every now and then, uh, maybe on the weekends. That way then, 
if wherever you're at, you don't get crickets or anything like that, and you'd like something to listen to when you go to sleep, you would have it. Uh, Alchemical, you feel unwell? What's going on, man? Uh, stomach not feeling good? I know another fellow was saying his stomach wasn't feeling good as well. What, uh, what you got going on, brother? Um, so Chris, uh, uh, Kat, tell us, tell us what else happened. Tell us, where'd you go? What did you eat? How did everything, was the conversation okay? You're so hyper? Hyper because of your date or just hyper in general? If it's hyper because of your date, that's exciting and warms my heart, to be honest. Just gotta tell us about it. King Dinosaur, you're having some Jameson. Jameson is always good. That's a, a favorite of mine. Um, Black Cat, how are you doing, Black Cat? Black Cat, by the way, and the dying fleets, because fuck fleets, stupid-ass dumb thing, posted an adorable picture of herself. So that, I will say, is one of the only things that you might have been missing if you didn't see fleets, was the last picture of Black Cat's poppy. The Viking Warriors. Uh, you had bougie food at a seaside restaurant. Okay, well, what'd you get? What'd you eat? Come on, we want all the deets. You got pasta because you're allergic to seafood, and he got salmon. Oh! Oh! Death Strike Virus just hosted the lounge for six viewers! Death Strike Virus, thank you so much. I really appreciate that, dude. Welcome all to the stream. Uh, tonight's topic is going to be on repeating. And this is spurned by some comments a friend of mine earlier made about his own writing. And I thought it was interesting. So I want to discuss that a little bit. Uh, but again, thank you so much, DS Virus, and everyone, if you could, make sure that you stop by and give Death Strike Virus a follow. And make sure you turn those notifications on so you can check him out when he's playing some games over there. Uh, Death Strike, well, we're partially doing okay. Boston actress, who's a frequent uh, viewer and supporter of the stream, her mother has fallen ill, so if you can, send some positive vibes that way. Otherwise, Cat uh, Moncrafter was sharing her bougie seaside date that went well with her cowboy boots. Uh, and then we've got uh, a lot of the other great regular crew here, and each girl fams is around. While Bill Flint's here, King Dinosaur is drinking some Jameson. What are you drinking, uh, Dust? Right? You drinking your cores? Did you get Yingling there yet? I haven't checked to see if I have it here yet, but I'm hopeful because I really want it. Oh fuck! Really? Not yet. Do, do you know when it's gonna be? Uh, and Alchemical Dreams is not feeling good. Uh, the repeater does sound like an old cowboy gun, but it is awesome. Stressed Out Fat Kitty Blair says, what is this podcast about? Here's what this podcast is going to be about. And Stressed Out Fat Kitty Blair, thank you so much for the follow. I really do appreciate it. If there's anything that you'd like to discuss or any other questions you'd like to ask, you can go ahead and send those in the chat and we'll talk about it. But what the topic of tonight's episode is, is a fella who does a lot of writing. Okay, it's Wild Bill Flint. Wild Bill Flint was saying that he was trying to take some of his writing, some of his posts, and he was going to put them together, and he's going to possibly think about printing them out, and then basically say, hey, how do we distill this down? And one of his own self-criticisms was, wow, I feel like I discuss the same topics over and over. And so maybe I ought to figure out a way to catalog, categorize, 
or distill some of these down things down or whatever. And I had a thought, and I didn't I didn't reply as a tweet because I felt it would be better as a discussion piece. Because I'm curious to know if any of you out there, and this is not meant to make me sound like I'm some big intellectual, because I'm not. Let me look at me. Have you read the Hagakure? The Hagakure was basically distilled and taken from a series of letters and thoughts by, I believe, two samurai or a samurai and a lord back in, like, ancient Japan. And so a lot of the stories in the Hagakure are repeated. And the reason why they're sort of repeated is because they were about concepts and things that came up frequently in their lives. And so some of them are a little bit of the, you have a a large topic and maybe you discuss it initially in a large way, but that doesn't mean that you've explored all of the rest of the little pieces and nuances that you may have to discuss around that topic. The other part of that being, you may, as time goes on, and you have new experiences, or you meet new people, or you have new discussions, you may find that you've got little pieces of that. That even if they don't change, your fullness in your explanation of them may change, or may at least expand and grow. So a lot of the things in the Hagakure that they talk about, some of them are to reiterate to themselves repeated stories. So like Deathstrike Virus has just said, I repeat stories myself, but only if I feel they're relatable. To them, they thought these stories were very relatable. They thought they discussed positive ways of life, ways to be either a good samurai or good student or good master, right? And in this case, master not being master-slave, but master basically being a surrogate for like a teacher. How can you be a good master? How can you be a good student? How can you be... You know, how, how can you keep a good guard? And so there are all these thoughts on what they thought between their own discussions, you know, the discussions between themselves. It's repeated. A lot of the stories that are in there are repeated. But the thing is, if you, if you, think, they're, if you think they're just saying the same thing all over and over again, you are going to miss the slight little nuances and changes and perspectives, and I would say to a certain degree, the flavor of some of them as they discuss them, as they grow, and as they get older. So it's really cool. I would highly recommend that you pick that up and you give it a read if you've either never read it or never heard about it. And I tell you what, let's look at this a little bit. Um, I'll go ahead and pull this up here and then I'll get back to the chat. So one moment. The Hagakure, meaning hidden by the leaves or hidden leaves, is a practical and spiritual guide for a warrior drawn from a collection of commentaries by the clerk Yamamoto Tsunetomo, former retainer to Nabashima Mitsushige, the third ruler of what is now the Saga Prefecture in Japan. Um, so... It compiled three commentaries from his conversations from 1709 to 1716. It was not published until many years afterwards. Written during a time when there was no officially sanctioned samurai fighting, the book grapples with the dilemma of maintaining a warrior class in the absence of war and reflects on the author's nostalgia for a world that had disappeared before he was born. 
It was largely forgotten for two centuries after its composition, but it came to be viewed as the definitive guide of the samurai during the Pacific War. So when you get in there, okay, you come on down and you go to the content. The book records the views on Bushido, the warrior code of the samurai. It's sometimes said to assert that Bushido is really the way of dying or living as though one was already dead and that a samurai must be willing to die at any moment in order to be true to his lord. His saying the way of the warrior of death was a summation of the willingness to sacrifice that Bushido codified. The text is occasionally misinterpreted as meaning that Bushido is a code of death. However, the true meaning is that by having a constant awareness of death, people can achieve a transcendent state of freedom, whereby it is possible to perfectly fulfill one's calling as a warrior. So it, it's not all that's in there, but, but that's a lot of what it talks about. And a lot of it just talks about not being afraid of leaving with regrets. For example, if you say, I have a ready and willingness to die, it isn't because you have a, you know, because you have a death wish. It's more that, hey, I, I'm at peace. I don't have any, I don't have any outstanding arguments. I, I believe one of the passages is something like, if you basically, if you do someone wrong and it's on accident, a warrior would apologize and you would rectify that however means necessary. It may make you feel shameful and make you may, may make you feel embarrassed, but that's the price you pay for not thinking about your words and your actions. And there's a lot of stuff like that in there. And again, they repeat it kind of through the sort, cause it's a collection of conversations. I mean, let's be honest. We have a lot of interactions with a lot of people that, you know, and it tends to be a lot of the same stories. That doesn't mean that all the time they're interesting or even disinteresting, but if you just ignore it all as idle chatter or quote unquote, small talk, even some of it. And I'm not talking about, boy, what's the weather like today? Oh, it's sunny. But even sometimes, Hey, how are you doing? Well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Well, are you sure? You seem like something's bothering you. Oh, you know, my mom's sick. Mom's in the hospital. Oh, like, I mean, so it, it, it's, man, it's just, it, it's really, it's really interesting. It's not very long. And I would recommend if you're looking for something that's just fascinating, even in the historical context of when it was written, check it out. Um, yes, it's a lost way of thinking. It's very, you know, there's a lot of contemplation about how to be in it. Uh, King Dinosaur, I think you would really, really like it. Um, I, I mirror Wild Bill Flint's sentiment that it is indeed lovely. Uh, Death Strike Virus says, this is like the opposite of a recent Ebb and Preach episode, and it's perfect. <laughs> um, I'm not really familiar with that so much, but it, it, it's a great read. It really is. I highly recommend it. And if you're looking for something that's more fictional in terms of the stories that it tells, but is also very good, read the book Rashomon, R-A-S-H. O-M-O-N. Uh, it's another one that has just some great, what I would call, parables on life. And I feel like a lot of the lessons that are in there are lessons that, honestly, if you look at social media, a lot of people ought to learn. <laughs> um, but repeating, and I'm repeating this, right? I think sometimes when you, when you, find yourself maybe retelling the story, 
Then take a second. Okay. If I'm retelling this, why is it important to me? What real lesson can I take out of this? Because I feel like while that sometimes gets viewed a little bit negatively, sometimes by repeating yourself and reasserting something, you're also re-challenging, hopefully, yourself that your assumptions and your thoughts were correct. I have many times said to people that I, I work with, if, if I'm challenging you and we're sort of going back and forth on a project, it isn't necessarily just because I believe that I am always infallible in every decision, but fighting against someone else, advocating for your own position should, unless you're going to be blind about it, should help you fight and reaffirm your own thought process. But you have to be mature and strong enough to where when you really reach like a friction point in the transmission, say, and you can feel it sticking a little bit, feels a little uncomfortable, well, then maybe you ought to stop. Maybe you ought to think about that. Take a note, write it down and say, you know, and I think I'm luxury, but you know, now that you mention it, there is this piece. Like, let, let's come back to that because I'm a, that's how people used to function. It doesn't have to be that battle of just win and lose. You can both win. You can both win through both losing. Hey, maybe maybe you find that both of you have really fucked up and made mistakes. Maybe one of them says, I disagree. Here's a story about that. And I think there's some several examples of that in the Hagakuri where they do kind of disagree. Or at least he says, oh, well, I have this perspective because I encountered this. And here's how I think that the, you know, this kind of, you know, either rattled me a little bit or I had to think about this a little bit. And to Black Cat and Poppy's statement here, she says, it's kind of a lost way of thinking to contemplate about that, to contemplate just the way other people are moving around and acting. And are you really being and acting the way that you think you should be? Like, are you setting the example that you would hope that other people would maybe follow? Death Strike Virus says they recently talked about how bias is inherent and normal. It's what you associate your life stories to, whereas this discussion and repeating and relatable is relatable. Yeah, uh, right? So, like, sometimes ar you know, like arguing the opposite is helpful, right? Okay, and here's where this doesn't work, right? But as you move through those things and you, and you repeat those things, as you repeat it, don't repeat it basically like a parrot. When you're repeating it and you're retelling it, make sure you think through your own position at the time, your position now, and use that as a moment to reflect and say, is this still, does this still follow the same line that it did back then? Or as I've told it since? And maybe it doesn't. I've had things that I've done and stories that I've told that have changed to me in my mind as time has gone on. You're following the golden rule. Maybe you aren't. Maybe you realize, you know what? I am a little bit, like, I, this is a thing, right? How else are you going to figure out and find out how to work on yourself 
you know? So let's take a slight pause from that for a minute. I want to roll this back up uh, here. And let's see. Uh, Cat Minecrafter says, how can you be a chicken nugget cowboy in a suit? What? What, is that? what does that even mean? Chicken nugget cowboy? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> you called him my little chicken nugget. I mean, was he breaded? <laughs> oh, you're my little chicken nugget. Did he like that or was he like... I don't know how I'd feel if someone called me that unless I was like, I mean, you want to dip me in some sauce? Uh. <laughs> he just looked adorable. Like Chick-fil-A. Did you just call me processed? Are you saying that you want to put me in a paper sack with some fries? Mmm. <laughs> um... And so, okay, to this, to this, getting back to this sort of point of conversation, I don't think, Bill, that your writing style, and, and this kind of goes for you too, Black Cats, and honestly, this goes for a lot of people that I know. A collection and a series of writing, okay, if, you're, if your blog posts are, boy, I found this new pen, and it writes, like, when I read your guys' blogs, okay, I read the stuff that you write, Black Cat, and their thoughts and views and experiences, much like this Hagakure, of a time and a way of life that was sort of over before I was either born and or at least of an age to understand and appreciate it. Bill, your stories have some similar aspects. And even if all of them aren't from an age, <clears throat> they're from a place. I didn't grow up in New York. I didn't work in the places that you worked. I didn't necessarily have some of those same experiences that you did. So to read those stories and to read the points and parables that are in them, and what you'll read from some of the things, as I would hope you would remember in the Hog Curry, all of those stories don't end like a fictional story with a, here's the beginning and here's sort of the act two and three with rising tension and then a finish. Sometimes they just talk about a thing and then they just stop. Because you don't need to see, you don't need to say the end. And then here's the big outlining point. Focus here with the fucking highlighter. Well, you should have just been paying attention to the story. You should get to the end of that thing when it ends that's the end. Like, that journey of reading the thing is the thing. It's not quite the same as a fictional story, but it's no less potent. It's no less viable of a means of storytelling. As a matter of fact, I would say, in some cases, like a cigar goyle lounge, or sitting around a campfire, or sharing a beer, or anything. Sometimes I think people feel a little bit too much of a need to end the story. Sometimes you should just tell the thing, and if the person is a quality listener, through the point of the, or, or through, the, through the path of that story, and through the words, 
They just are, as Black Cat's has Black Cat has said. And you know what? Maybe like let's think of it. Maybe if you're a drunk guy, and maybe you go back and you retell the same story, but again, little granules, little details, little perspectives. Perhaps as you retell the story a second time, something will click or something will change a little bit. And then they say, you know what? Actually, no, that's not right. That's not right. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna role play one. I'm gonna fake one out. Okay. I'm going to make this up. This is completely ad-libbed. Yep. You know, I, I worked in that department store for a long time, and I, I always thought that I should have asked her out. You know, I just think that maybe she was too good for me. She was too good for me, and uh, you know what? I, what, was a, what was a guy like me going to do with a girl like her? And I, you know, I always regret that. You know? Well, it was the same thing. That that store. You know what? Should I asked her out? I, I just she was such a good. No, you know what? That's not right. That's not right. It wasn't that she was too good for me. I think what it was really, you know, I realized she, 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 she had her mind made up. She knew where she wanted to. She had a she had a plan. She had a plan for the family life she wanted. And you know what? In retrospect. I don't think I wanted that. Yeah. Yeah. See, you can, maybe sometimes, again, you can go back, uh, you know, as you're thinking about and you're repeating stories. Use yourself as your own litmus test. You sure? Be honest. Like, I'm going to be honest. A lot of times... I get, I catch myself, quote unquote, lying to myself because there's uncomfortable truths. There's uncomfortable situations, words, feelings, perspectives. Maybe even sometimes you feel a little ashamed or a little guilty at yourself. And look, I'm a fairly confident dude, but that's how you check valve. And that's how on bad days, if you say things in anger or whatever, look, you're all, it's going to happen. You're human. And when you read something like The Hurt, Hagakure, or Black Cat's posts, or Wild Bill's stories, their perspectives, sometimes maybe repeated, but the stories that they're repeated in and the way that those stories get retold, it's important. It's valid. Um, Cat Minecrafter wanted to call me a chicken nugget. What's with this chicken nugget? She is your permanent nickname. You can't call... I'm not your little chicken nugget. <laughs> what? <laughs> this guy's like this. He's like a commander. He commands like the most powerful navy in the world. Navy in the world. You're like, oh, you with your little suit. You're my little chicken nugget. And you reach out and you pinch his little cheek. He's like... Earlier today, I sunk 16 battleships. Oh, aren't you a, aren't you a tough little nog nog? He loved it. <laughs> well, I, I hope he loved it. I hope he wasn't like, call me that again. <laughs> I'm going to drag you out onto the deck of one of those boats, and you're going to get keel hauled. I don't care if you are wearing an adorable set of sunglasses and boots and a dress. You're marrying this man, period. Wow, that's a little... Whew. You're moving fast. But I guess if you're sure, who am I to say, 
Congratulations, I guess. Mmm, <laughs> honey mustard. Quick side offshoot. What's everybody's favorite nugget dipping sauce? Hot mustard. Hot mustard. Um, King Dinosaur comments. A lot of my favorite writers explore the same topics over and over again. Maybe some of it is treading familiar ground, but there's always a new perspective or some insight that wasn't there previously, even if they destroyed that insight the next time. So, Bill, I don't want to say I know what's right for you or whatever, but personally, I think in that regard, you were being a little hard on yourself. And I think to try to programize or distill or to bring too much order and form to some of that is a mistake. That's just my personal opinion. But I think that collected in red, they'd be great, man. I mean whatever you would title the thing, even just as they are, just in a printed form. Like, that's the sort of thing that I would have eaten up, that I would have eaten up when I traveled for work. They're perfect. They're perfect little stories with things that make you think. You can kind of read one of them and kind of sit back for a little bit. All right, so some of them are kind of repeated. Good. Clearly, that's an important message, and you ought to pay attention to it. Cat Minecrafter, when's your, where, uh, when are you guys going on your second date? But seriously, good for you. It's always reassuring and happy uh, to hear that some people out there have uh, uh, found a connection and are going out and having a good time. I feel like that's the sort of story that myself and all of us need to hear more of because... To be fair, last year I struggled with a lot of things, but I've repeated to myself some of my own stories. And as time has gone on, I have gotten more and more of a distilled message from them. And I'm actually, I'm actually kind of, kind of calm about a lot of it right now. Um... Black Cat says, I'm trying to not let this thought under my mind when I work on my blog probably tomorrow. I really try not to think too hard. Right? Stream of consciousness. Don't, like, just let it out. Let the story out. Right? That's what we're all looking for anyway. Again, like, if I wanted to read something that was technically perfect or whatever, I would just go read some dry fucking science manual. Um... Bill says, when push comes to shove, the blog is really just raw material. Okay, if you go to the grocery store, and let's say you're going to buy a steak, do you buy raw steak, or do you buy already cooked steaks? Um, depends on how good of a... You can't... <laughs> <laughs> well, you, if you bought a cooked steak, and by the time you brought it home, 
you'd have to reheat it. Can you imagine, like, microwave reheating a steak? That's just... No. And if I go to the store and I buy a steak, you want to know what? I tend to get the same cut and the same kind of steak almost every time. Because that's what I like. So, think about the things that you do in life that you repeat. There can be joy in repeating some of the same thing. Right? Uh, but I do, I grill a pretty good steak. I don't sous vide cheat when I cook my steaks like Bill does. I do mine old school style and leave it on a plate and then I jab the shit out of it with a fork and I usually put some salt on there <clears throat> and then I pat some of that off and then I heat up the grill and I sear it. Oh God, I'm getting hungry again. Gotta stop it. Uh, King Dinosaur likes it. Rah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the steakums, the, the steakums are different. And they're not cooked. You have to cook those. They're not all. They're not pre-cooked. Steakums aren't pre-cooked. They're processed, but they're not pre-cooked. Black Cat, her eyes roll in the back of her head, and she hardly remembers writing it. Then you only look at it once for typos. And then, there's a snake in a tree. <laughs> Wrap it before you tap it. No, I don't like my steaks wrapped. I like when the butcher reaches in with his bare hand and then he throws the steak at me. I catch it in my teeth. I shake it around to make sure it's dead. And then I bring it home and I grill it up. So I categorically deny that advice. <laughs> oh God, I could go for a steak. No, no, no eating. I worked out hard today, folks. Like, I think you can probably tell it's a combination of sunburn and, like, I'm drinking, getting, like, flushed and, like, sweating down here. But, um, whew, I am exhaust. But I feel good. I feel good. Um, I think it's going to be a good week. Some good stuff went down at work. I like these talks. I like having these drinks. Um, I got a couple of other just annoying things out of the way and off the, and off the, and off the docket. So I'm looking up. I am, uh, I'm a little nervous because the one medicine that I was taking went to stop for a little bit and I'm hoping I don't backslide, but, um, I need to do that for comparison's sake. Uh, and I do have an appointment back with that doctor, so... Fingers crossed for me. Keep me in your uh, best thoughts. I'm hoping that doesn't. But anyways. Um, yeah. Repeated stories. Uh, writing things. Find yourself doing that. Find yourself with a story. Maybe think about it. Maybe think about it even more so than you normally would. Right? See if there's some particular message that really resonates you. And try to find out what it is. You know, think about that a little bit. Podcast folks, you're going to take a break. Be right back. So, so a comment. Cat Minecrafter said, Ew, doctor. 
You know what I almost hate the most about the doctor? It isn't even necessarily seeing the doctor. It's the going to the office and filling out the fucking form and sitting in the fucking waiting room. And then you fucking go back to the other room. And then she's like, why are you here to see the doctor? And you're like, shouldn't I just be telling the doctor this? Well, I'm taking this down because it gets put in the notes and because blah, blah, blah. Fuck. All right. And then you sit there and then you can hear the doctor somewhere else. But I'm going to be mean. Okay, here's mean cigar goil. Ooh, Dr. Perry Falls comes on in with 200 bits. Dr. Perry Falls. In the summertime, where do I want to go? I want to go to Perry Falls. If you're looking for the premium place to take your family and children, don't go to Perry Falls because Dr. Perry Falls will get them. Mmm, steam keys and marbles. Off-season chill. Dr. Perry Falls, how are you doing? Thank you so much for the 200 bits. I really do appreciate that. He's resubscribed. He's resubscribed. Who loves you, baby? You're beautiful. Thank you so much for the subscription, man. I really appreciate that as well. Dr. Perry Falls is part of the hardcorest of the hardcore Coney crew. The man is a Coney connoisseur, which uh, really tugs at my heartstrings. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Dr. Perry Falls, for the resubscription and the 200 bits. I really appreciate that. Uh, Cat Minecrafter wishes her doctor was Dr. Mark Sloan. He's one sexy beast. Oh my God. I'd love going to the doctor then. It's the waiting room. It's the shitty music. It's fucking sitting in there. And then you'll hear the doctor. And again, this is being me, being me, being mean. You'll hear the doctor somewhere else and be like, well, you need to take these, you need to take this medication. Huh? Well, the medication, you need to take this every morning. Who's morning? No, take the pill every morning. Ah. Um. I, I, I thought I was taking the other medication. No, we're stopping that medication. You have to take this medication. <laughs> Snowlet says, your voice is so deep. I love it. Thank you so much, Snowlet. I really do appreciate that. Cheers to you. But I'm a man who is okay being patient about things that I feel like are inevitable in their passage of time. What I don't like is waiting for stuff where I'm like, come on. You made me check in online, and I still came here and had to fill this thing out. And I just sit and wait. I had an appointment. You have a sign on the thing that says if you're 15 minutes late, I have to pay you $25. But I've been waiting here for a fucking half hour. So what the fuck? Before you know it, a single doctor's appointment takes about four hours. And then the doctor comes in and he's like, so, how are you doing? You're like, well, I'm, I think I'm fine. Oh, well, you know, if you're doing fine, uh, we'll see you in six months. And he walks out the door. And you're like, God damn it, dude. That just took like nine hours. <laughs> yeah, where's my $25 for you being late, dude? I've been sitting here for fucking 45 minutes. I have to, like, I fucking grew a beard while I was waiting for this. And also, I had to listen to, God, just the worst music. I'm like, can you just play classical music? 
they always play like they always play like King Dinosaur's favorite song. I don't even have to tell you what it is. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the anticipation does suck, especially if you're like, oh, let's, uh, we're going to get you in for your test scores. I really need to talk to you about this. And they go, oh, shit. And then the doctor comes in, he's like, <clears throat> well, as it turns out, you are the pinnacle of health. You're pretty much invincible. Uh, so, don't need to see you again ever. God damn it. <laughs> Use a PTO day for this. Oh, yeah, I like how they cancel your appointment. But if you do it, you own 50 bucks. I told one place, I said, I don't know you shit. I said, tell me, tell me where I signed anything. It says, I owe you any money. Don't you fucking send me no bill. She's like, oh, well, I said, fine. Then I don't want to be a patient here. Shove it up your ass. I'll go somewhere else. Don't you fucking take this for the fucking late fee. I said, your office is perpetually late. Every time I'm here, I have to sit and wait. Well, schedules. I said, yeah, exactly schedules. So if you get the same latitude that if the doctor has things that come up and they're late, so what? I don't have to worry about like traffic isn't a thing. Are you gonna leave her? Oh yeah. I'll leave early. I'll leave, I'll leave two hours ahead of time. I tell you what, I might as well just take the whole day off for a 15 minute fucking appointment. Fuck you. Bullshit. It's complete bull crap. Yeah, it's when you go Karen and you leave one-star reviews. Or you just get a different doctor, because there's like a fucking bazillion of them. Dr. Perry Falls, what is that emoji? <laughs> Mother of God. <clears throat> I like that emoji. Your supposed doctor talks incessantly about her life. Black Cat, the next time you're there, and she starts doing that, um, will you just give her a little pat and just go, Honey, no one cares. I don't care about your life. Also, you're kind of smelly. <laughs> Do it. I, I fucking dare you. I fucking dare you. Dr. Perry Falls. Want to be Cigar's new doctor? I mean, he's a doctor. I can use a new doc. doc actually, Dr. Perry Falls, you want to just... Oh, damn. Damn it. What, uh, what are you a scientist in, Dr. Perry Falls? Is it, in, is it in waterfalls or is it in like marine life and sharks? Please do it. Uh, Black Hat, if you do, you will elevate your tier to legendary. Legendary. That's orange tier. You'll upgrade from purple, which don't get me wrong, I love purple. But I also really love orange. I love that rust orange color. It's very soothing to me. I like rust orange. What should you say to your date tomorrow to see if he's a keeper? I have to filter through a whole lot of really inappropriate things to find one while I'm trying to talk and entertain an audience that will not get me Twitch banned. Uh, so let me think on that for a minute. Environmental science. Dr. Perry Falls. If you could give a piece of information about environmental science that in the realm of environmental science you think most people either would misunderstand or don't understand or have knowledge enough of, what would that be? Be careful. Two dates is two dates, no matter how well they go. That is, This is true. Ooh, specifically poisons? 
That's pretty sweet. Uh, you don't plan on going for a while because it will nag you with government indoctrination. Just start crying and pee, and then they'll stop. It works every time. Um, <laughs> I know well, Bill. I like trolling with people anyway. <clears throat> Your advice would be don't fuck with any kind of acid. What about vinegar? And really, I guess in that regard, what's your... Like... <laughs> casually mention that you have a superfluous nipple. And that sometimes it bleeds. Feces. <laughs> yeah, peel like you're peeing in a fire hydrant, but on the exam table. And then roll your eyes back in your head and just start saying random gibberish words. Um, yeah, but like acids. Like, I'm being pseudo-facetious. I know... <laughs> you, seriously, you, you don't want to get bad acid burns. That's like no joke. But I was earlier, I was like, what's the... Like, you know, vinegar is an acid. Vinegar is fine to use on food, and when mixed with water, juice, or another liquid, is safe to drink. However... With the pH between 2.4 and 3.3, vinegar is acetic enough to erode tooth enamel, inflame the esophagus and stomach, and trigger nausea and acid reflux. <laughs> Dr. Perry Falls, way too late for that. I just drink vinegar. I like the way it smells. Kurgan will be interested in this. Kurgan uh, has, a, I think, a big chemistry background. Uh, you worked with a woman that found on, in her 30s that she had an extra nipple in her armpit. How did it take her 30 years to notice that? She could feed her baby out of the pit nip, and then her baby would be like, Hmm. hmm. <laughs> your, your milk is smelly. What the fuck? What the fuck are we even talking about anymore? We finished this nice talk. We were talking about philosophical haga curry. And now we're talking about armpit nipples that leak poop. And Dr. Perry Falls is advocating don't drink vinegar. That's it's true, though. You really wouldn't want to just, like, drink it. She had it removed. You can't figure it out. Apparently some guy told her. What? Ooh, aqua regier on a daily basis? Yeah, that stuff is really, really fucking corrosive, isn't it? What did you use that for? Uh, you want to know where I learned about aqua regier? King Dinosaur, I bet you can guess this. King Dinosaur, can you guess this? Never mind. No, I want to. I want to know. <laughs> <That's>, <it's>... <laughs> <laughs> How, also, how has this been almost an hour already? Again, I feel like I just started this and just started talking about a story. It's already been a, an hour. For extracting molecules out of certain materials. Certain materials, wink, wink. Was it teeth? 
King King Dinosaur, do you know where I got the where you do you know do you want to know why I looked up Aqua Regier? Return of the Living Dead. When they're like, well, how do we get rid of it? He's like, well, you could just like d d dissolve it in an acid. He's like, yeah, we, we, we got, we got, uh, hydrochloric acid. And then Bert's like, oh, it's aqua, we got aqua regier. That's even stronger. He's like, yeah, yeah. And that's when he realizes that Ernie, uh, Colin Brenner is working in the morgue across the street. See, I learned all of my, <laughs> everything I know about science, I learned from horror movies. If that's not scary, I don't know what is. <laughs> Ooh, bricks and metals from fires? That's pretty fucking sweet. No, don't feel stupid. Everything you learn is from Grey's Anatomy. See? Yeah. Just learn from TV. Just TV does everything. What are... Are you saying that's one of the top three zombies movies? Or what are my top three zombie movies? <laughs> yeah, you're a surgeon now. I mean, uh, oh yeah, one of your top three. It's so good. I watch it at least once a year, often more than once a year. During October, I have like a handful of movies that I basically just play, like, because I get lonely. I don't, I don't, I like it quiet, but I don't like the noise noise. So I like to have something playing. And that's uh, one of the movies I have on a playlist that just I, comes up all the time. I mean, I've seen it so many times, I don't have to, like, sit and watch it. Although, I most of the time sit down and end up watching it and don't get shit done. Fuck it. I get the rest of my life to do stupid crap. Let's sit and watch horror movies. That's way better. Um, oh, you'd let any of you operate on you? That's not smart with this group. King Dinosaur. <laughs> you, between Dr. Perry Falls... Black Cat and Wild Bill, you're either going to end up as one of three things. A pile of glop. Some supernatural Viking from beyond. Or a cybernetic super soldier that we send to the stars. I feel like at least one of those things is pretty cool. Ooh, Cat Minecrafter is also volunteering. Cat Minecrafter, we're going to find a way to turn you into an actual living chicken nugget. Much like Pickle Rick, you will become the first person who becomes a chicken nugget. And then you can change your name to Cat Nugget. Cat Nugget. Yeah, I feel like this... <laughs> Black Cat... I knew Black Cat would want to be the pile of glop. Especially if you could still talk. Cybernetic pile of glop is the most likely answer. <laughs> Hey, what'd you make? It's like a... It's like cybernetic jelly. What? What does it do? Eh. <laughs> the dude you're seeing is going to be the first chicken nugget. And then you're going to Chick-fil-A. Does Chick-fil-A have nuggets, though? Or just, like, sandwiches? It just is, okay? It took a lot of work to make cybernetic glop. <laughs> I scraped it out of the armpit with the extra. <laughs> the cybernetic pile of glop 
has an armpit nipple. Oh my God, 30 count chicken nuggets? Oh my God, that's like, I need it. I need that. Now, I need it. I love chicken nuggets. Go look at it. And my mouth just watered thinking about it. <sighs> Polynesian sauce. Chicken nuggets dipped in this Cajun power sauce that Bill sent me is like primo. That Cajun power sauce is pretty much good on anything that's not like waffles or French toast. Actually, it might be okay on French toast. A Belgian waffle, I don't think so. Bill, have you tried the Kate? And I don't want a smart ass answer out of you. Have you tried that Cajun power on eggs? It is so good on eggs. Mm. Um, so yeah, we got four minutes left this episode. What did we cover? Repeating yourself can sometimes be good. Use that as a chance to reflect. Check your armpits for extra nipples. If you go out on a date with a nice person, call them your little chicken nugget. Things will only progress from there. Alternatively, if you're looking to dissolve things in acid or potentially make vinegar cocktails, Dr. Perry Falls is your man to consult. If you're looking for cybernetic piles of glop, possibly talk to Black Cat's Poppy, Wild Bill Flint, and King Dinosaur for their further adventures in scientific catastrophe. And finally, if you want to just sit back and watch all of this travesty and disasters unfold, you can hang out with me, NH Girl Fams, Snowland, and Alchemical Dreams, while I watch the rest of this all dissolve into abject fucking chaos. And that, folks, is the magic of the Cigar Boy Lounge. <laughs> Kurgan the other day, he was like, man, when you were reading that thing on the cigars, your voice occasionally got so deep, you sounded like, we had this, we had this math teacher in high school, and he smoked a lot of cigarettes. So his voice, when we used to pantomime him, he would always sound like this. Do you guys want to learn about a hypotenuse? 90 degree plane. Cut you right in half. He's like, man, you're starting to sound like him. Must be all those cigars. It's like, yeah, it was a glorious day of cigars. <sighs> I'm hoping that stopping this medicine, my mouth won't dry out as much because I want to get better. I want, like, I need more cigars while the summer is still fucking here. So... Anybody else have anything they would like to quickly discuss or ask or comment on before we end the stream? We have about two minutes left. Just about enough time for that amount of scotch before we say goodnight. And we will, of course, be back tomorrow at 11 p.m. Eastern. Um, yeah, I gotta check on that. I gotta check on those ambience recordings. I reviewed a little bit the one that I did yesterday and it sounded really good. Uh, Krista says, I've been dying while watching and listening. Oh my God, y'all are amazing. 
This is a pretty good fucking episode. I like how this went from like really serious philosophical life reflection on writing and stories and ways of thinking to elevate yourself to nipples and cyborg goop and aquagir and disintegrating your teeth with vinegar. What a fantastic... Can you believe this is free? I mean, really. For for five nights a week, you get this. I used to pay for Sling TV. I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't get near the value that I got out of that, that I get from just talking to you guys. I feel like I should give all you guys $20 fucking dollars. This is the best free content around. <laughs> I love all you guys out there. I really do. Um, and again, positive thoughts to Boston actress and her family. Uh, I hope things work out okay for her. Uh, but that's going to do it. As we say at the end of all these episodes, stay safe, keep the faith, and all of that good shit. And we will see you again tomorrow at 11 p.m. Eastern for another episode of the Cigar Goy Lounge Podcast. All right.